Chapter 27 Slarty Bardfast's study was a total mess, like the results of an explosion in a public library. The old man frowned as they stepped in. Terribly unfortunate, he said. A diode blew in one of the life support computers. When we tried to revive our cleaning staff, we discovered they'd been dead for nearly 30,000 years. Who's going to clear away the bodies? That's what I want to know. Uh, look, why don't you sit yourself down over there and let me plug you in? He gestured Arthur toward a chair which looked as if it had been made out of the ribcage of a stegosaurus. It was made out of the ribcage of a stegosaurus, explained the old man as he pottered about, fishing bits of wire out from under tottering piles of paper and drawing instruments. Here, he said, hold these, and passed a couple of stripped wire ends to Arthur. The instant he took hold of them, a bird flew straight through him. He was suspended in mid-air and totally invisible to himself. Beneath him was a pretty tree-lined city square, and all around it, as far as the eye could see, were white concrete buildings of airy, spacious design, but somewhat the worse for wear. Many were cracked and stained with rain. Today, however, the sun was shining, a fresh breeze danced lightly through the trees, and the odd sensation that all the buildings were quietly humming was probably caused by the fact that the square and all the streets around it were thronged with cheerful, excited people. Somewhere a band was playing. Brightly coloured flags were fluttering in the breeze, and the spirit of carnival was in the air. A man standing on a brightly dressed dais before the building which clearly dominated the square was addressing the crowd over a tannoy. Oh, people who wait in the shadow of deep thought, he cried out. Honored descendants of vroom fondle and magic thighs, the greatest and most truly interesting pundits the universe has ever known. The time of waiting is over. Wild cheers broke out among the crowd. Flags, streamers, and wolf whistles sailed through the air. The narrower streets looked rather like centipedes rolled over on their backs and frantically waving their legs in the air. Seven and a half million years our race has waited for this great and hopefully enlightening day cried the cheerleader. The day of the answer! Hurrahs burst from the ecstatic crowd. Never again, cried the man. Never again will we wake up in the morning and think, who am I? What is my purpose in life? Does it really, cosmically speaking, matter if I don't get up and go to work? For today... We will finally learn once and for all the plain and simple answer to all these nagging little problems of life, the universe, and everything. As the crowd erupted once again, Arthur found himself gliding through the air and down toward one of the large stately windows on the first floor of the building behind the dais from which the speaker was addressing the crowd.